Well, hello, Toowoomba. Welcome to a new week of the Talking Toowoomba podcast, proudly supported by Recognition Plus. Put your name where it counts. From promo gear and trophies to name badges, they will help you be seen. In this week, in episode 33, we are chatting to a lawyer, Sarah Adams, from Donaldson Law, who is passionate about their non-confrontational approach to family law, and local novelist, Heather Rayburn, who is launching her third book based on rural property life. Now, in news of the week, after a great carnival week, it was wonderful news to hear that the event has been secured for another five years. Congratulations to one of Toowoomba's favourite restaurants, Piccolo Papa. They moved into Grand Central, Duggan Lane. Wednesday the 30th of September is International Podcasting Day. And for those new to this, it has been around since 2004. Adam Curry and David Weiner are accredited with the invention of podcasting. Who exactly did what is up for dispute. But in the end, these guys are the two that got it all rolling. Now let's get on with the show. Today to the Talking Toowoomba podcast is coming to you from the offices of Donaldson Law. Now I just want to point out at this stage, folks, I'm not in any trouble. I haven't done anything wrong. It's all cool. I'm here chatting with Sarah and we're going to talk about what Donaldson Law has to offer and we're going to go in-depth into a particular subject. But first of all, welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Oh, thanks so much, Shane. Really happy to be chatting today. So tell us briefly about Donaldson Law. So Donaldson Law was established a couple of years ago, Adair Donaldson, with a particular focus on just a couple of areas of law. So really focusing on out-of-court solutions, primarily in the areas of abuse law, land contamination, which is a bit interesting, and also moving into that area of family law as well. And that's what we're going to talk about today is family law, which is close to my heart because I've been through separation and a divorce involving kids. Um, But And you also hear so many, I was a bit lucky, but you also hear so many horror stories about uh, things going a bit pear-shaped. Now, I understand that the Donaldson Law has a very different approach. So let's talk about this different approach that you have. Thank you. I'm, I actually am really, really excited about an opportunity to hopefully give families in Toowoomba and hopefully nationally a different way of approaching family law. So I've been practising family law for about 11 years and I've just always felt that we weren't leaving families in a better place. So often, you know, we would, people weren't being able to develop the outcome, especially with children's arrangements that they wanted or have a say in what was important to them for their property matters and, and just all the things that go into being able to move forward after separation really well. And I think in part that's when you get lawyers come in and they're, battling with each other and it becomes really, well, I want this and a winner and a loser and those sorts of things where what we're trying to build is an opportunity to meet families where they're at, to talk about what's important to them for their future, especially where there's children, and helping them take responsibility for, okay, we're going to do this differently. 
it's not going to be a battle. It's not going to be let's fight it out and get everything that we want and everything that we need. Let's actually take a cooperative and amicable approach so that moving forward we have a workable arrangement that means our life on the other side actually is better and we don't spend the next years and years of our lives going, I've got this person I still have to deal with and it's just horrible. I mean, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about when a marriage ends, yes, things haven't worked out or things aren't the way they are, but that doesn't mean you have to be sworn enemies for the rest of your lives. And it also means that you shouldn't make the kids suffer either, should you? Oh, absolutely. And people, you know, will often say, oh, you know, well, it's just got to make it through until the kids turn 18. And I say to people all the time, you will have your former partner in your life forever because it's not just raising children until they're 18. There are going to be formals and weddings and birth of grandchildren and beautiful, amazing, special moments in life that can be done really, really well and can still be enjoyed by everybody, even if they're not your favourite person in the world. I'm not saying you just need to love each other and just think you're wonderful. That's not what I'm advocating at all. What I'm saying is having such bitter angst against somebody after having a three-year family law battle is going to make all those special moments so much more difficult in the future, and that's what we want to try and get away from. Yeah, it's obviously important, as you put out, to try and come with an amicable arrangement. But it's not just that. Sort of moving forward, you want your health not to be affected by there being this angst towards the ex. And, I mean, that goes both ways, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. If, If you battle and fight and go for it for a couple of years, not only what that will cost you financially with the lawyers, but the toll it takes on your quality of life for that period and moving forward is huge. And your children and the people around you. You know, you don't want to be that person that people are like, oh, gosh, you know, like it just never ends and everyone jumps on board and the family comes in and all of that sort of stuff. And I will say up front, I think as well, um, like this isn't just about me going, oh, I want to help all these people. I actually couldn't sustain working in a traditional family law practice. It was so just not good for me. Like I didn't enjoy it. It was just no job satisfaction. I thought like I was just part of the problem, not the solution. And I don't like the narky letters. I don't want the let's go at each other type approach to my life either. I want to come to work, working with people who are like, no, we're going to try and do this well. You know, it's not going to be easy we're going to have to actually go, okay, yep, just suck it up, let's move through, but the outcome will be so much better. You, you struck on a point there that, that I found interesting, and that is, as you said, you know, you, you don't want there to be the narc and narkiness, if there's mm. such a word. I think I just said there was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's true. I mean, quite often what's led to this has been a lot of angst and unhappiness between a couple. Mm. If they're able to come out the other side of this, not necessarily best friends of the world, but 
mutual respect mm. for each other and where each other is, is going to continue on with their lives. And that's got to be a plus for the kids as well. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because the, the research that you come across as you practice family law, the social scientists and um, people doing all their papers about what is most damaging for children, and unequivocally it shows that the conflict is what is most damaging for children because they're not silly. They're little people that feel the tension, feel the anxiety, feel the anger, and all they want is the ability and the permission from mum and from dad and grandparents and aunts and uncles and all the significant people in their life to feel free to love the people who are in their lives. And if they feel like they can't love dad because it makes mum upset or love mum because it makes dad upset, then that puts them in this really unsteady position where they feel like they can't be who they are and they can't trust and rely on all of the support and the network they have around them. And then that leads to all sorts of difficulties for for that child or those children and that impacts their friendship circles. It impacts the relationships they have moving forward. You know, as parents, I'm, I'm a mother. I am role modelling for my children how their future relationships should be. I'm role modelling conflict resolution. How do you respectfully deal with situations where you don't agree? How do you speak to someone who you don't particularly like but you just have to? And I suppose in a way we can sort of take this back to a very basic level and say that if you're able to work in a collaborative frame of mind with your ex-partner that that you're separating from, that's got to help you relating then to your children, not only just because they're experiencing the the separation between mum and dad, but it would make you deal better with your children. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Because, I mean, if you're not so focused on the rage and the anger and the hurt and the grief, and please, I think probably at this point I should also say all of that's normal. And I'm not saying you're not going to feel that way. And I'm not saying you're going to come to a collaborative lawyer or a lawyer that likes to take this sort of approach and it's all going to be holding hands and lovely. Please, it's not like that. And I think what's most important to understand about the what we're trying to build here is an appreciation that there is a role for often a variety of different skills in negotiating a family law matter. I am not a counsellor. I'm not a psychologist. There are very real hurts, grief, anger, loss that goes along with a breakdown of a family. Um, And often those issues need to be dealt with, but your lawyer is not the best person to help you do that. There are other people, social workers, counsellors, a lot of very experienced, awesome people who are in, in some cases government funded. I'm not saying also that your family law matter has to cost you $100,000 so that you can, you know, engage every person in Toowoomba to help you get through. But I am saying there are a lot of supports available 
we want to make sure that the people we are working with get to move forward well and their kids get to move forward well. So that's why we do what we do. Sarah, thanks very much for your time. It's been enlightening sitting here chatting with you. And If someone is perhaps thinking they need help, how can they get in contact with Donaldson Law? So we have a website. If people want to just look up that, it's just Donaldson Law. It will come straight up. All of our details are on that. You can send me an email. So it's just Sarah, S-A-R-A-H at donaldsonlaw.com.au. I have a work mobile. You can call that anytime you like. If it's the middle of the night, you're going to get a call back the next day. And so all of those details are on the website as well. So you can go on, have a look. Um, Please feel free to contact us. And even if it's just like, can you help out with this? Or can you help out with that? We can tell you because our goal is to meet families where they're at and tailor the way that we work with each individual family on the basis of what they need. And that's going to be different for everybody. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Nominations and applications are now open for the Focus HR Business Excellence Awards 2020. If you know a local business that excels in an industry, nominate them today. Categories include tourism, professional services, hospitality, retail and more. Don't miss the opportunity to be part of the Toowoomba region's most prestigious business awards. Nominations and applications close October 15th. Nominate today at toowoombachamber.com.au. I'm now chatting with another great writer from our Toowoomba and Darling Downs region. I'm chatting with Heather. Good morning, Heather. Good morning. How are you? Good. Welcome to the Talking Toowoomba podcast. Thank you. Now, In doing a little bit of research on you, I've discovered you certainly haven't let the grass grow under your feet, no pun intended. (laughs) You've actually started your writing journey only in May last year. Correct. And you've already got two books published as part of a series. Yes. And you've got your third being launched on Wednesday the 23rd of September called Pepperina Grove. That's correct, yes. Yes. Now, it's part of a series. This is the third book in the series, I believe? Yes, that's correct, yes. There are four four in the series, and the fourth one is basically just a roundup of, you know, sort of a, a finishing off, I suppose, and I'm halfway through that, and it will be getting launched before Christmas. Okay, so what are the three titles so far in the series? The Cedar Tree was the first. The second one is the English oak. The third is the Pepperina Grove. And the last one will be a Tullagulla Christmas. Tullagulla being the name of the property on which the whole series is based. Now, if someone's wanting to get a little bit of a, a background to the characters in this series, you've got a prequel on your website. Yes, that's called Grace. And Grace was my main character in the first book and she she continues to feature. She's the basically the core person on the property, I guess, and it starts with her story and then other characters come in along the way. What gave you the the idea to write this particular story? Well, it was strange 
strange, really. I, I never really thought I would write something like this, but I have lived on, on properties almost all my life. And and my first love is farming. I just love farming. I've farmed for many years on my own as well. And I just love everything there is about the rural land, the health of the soil, the husbandry of animals. And I just thought I have to sort of keep it along that line because that's what I love the most and I felt I could portray it the best. However, I never thought of introducing any form of sort of romance into my writing. And it wasn't until I went to my first writer's retreat. And I discovered so much that I had no idea about. One, of course, was that I believe, I think it's 60% of all books read in the world are based on romance and or have romantic threads in them. And of that 60%, 50% are rural romance, which seems to be the trend for the day, of the day or you know what people are wanting to, to read at the moment. So I was guided a little bit by what I learned and what I discussed with other authors at that retreat. And I decided, well, perhaps I need to put a little bit of a twist in it and came up with a lot of ideas. And, you know, it's amazing how much you sort of pick up. So that's why I decided to go the way I did. I think we're all a little bit romantic at heart, even even us blokes who don't like to admit it too much. (laughs) But I think we're all a bit romantic, aren't we? I think so. And, well, I think people like a happy ending. And while mine doesn't always have it's not all beer and skittles in my book, particularly my books, particularly the first one. However, I think uh, they're sort of fairly true to life, and I've been quite surprised how many responses I've received from men who have read the books and have said how much they enjoyed them. So yes, even though there's a trail of romance, I don't go past the bedroom door. <laughs> I leave that to other more raunchy writers; they can do that. But yes, just that having relationships you know, the ups and downs of relationships generally, I think that that resonates with most people. Now, they sometimes say there's there's a lot of the author in their books and in their story. Yeah. Is there much of you in this or is, is this really your imagination running wild? I think it's a bit of both. I think a lot of it is my imagination running a bit rampant, but I have to say, I've drawn on a lot of my own life experiences in order to form my characters and, and to explain what happens on a property and what you do in certain circumstances. So, yeah, so I guess I have put a lot of that into it. Also, a number of emotions that I've, um, you know, learned along the road. I mean, I'm in my 60s now, so obviously I've had quite a lot of uh, emotional experiences in my lifetime. And that also has resonated with a lot of people. I've been able to use my emotions when I've been in a certain circumstances to sort of put into my characters and help develop them further. Now, I just want to add that being in your 60s is a very good age to be. Oh, I could not agree more. Uh, I'm hearing you, girl. I'm hearing you. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I'm doing something I really want to do. Now, on your website, obviously people can go and they can organise to download a digital version of the book or an e-book as it's called. Yes. They can also organise to purchase a hard printed copy of the book. Correct. But I've noticed you've also got a blog. I do, yes. I just a blog for my email readers who just want to learn a little bit more about me, who want to chat. A lot of them have written me emails and and I just love that. I love to be able to connect with people who have enjoyed my books and want to have a bit of a chat. And I've actually met a few friends. I've got a lady coming to have a cup of tea with me soon. 
who's read my books and turns out that she lives in Toowoomba. So it's a small world and, and it's just wonderful to, you know, have that connection. Heather, I want to thank you for your time and coming on the podcast and having a chat with us. It's been very interesting. I encourage all of our listeners to visit your website and uh, start reading your books. I know I'm going to look forward to reading them. They sound like just the sort of book that I, I do enjoy to read from time to time. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. And I wish you all the best of luck with the, the, the recent launch of the Pepperina Grove. And we look forward to the fourth and final in the series about Christmas coming up soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. Bye for now. Bye. What's On brought to you by the Toowoomba Regional Council. School Holiday Fun. Monday the 28th through to Thursday the 1st of October, Jamie Oliver's Learn Your Fruit and Veg online program for 3 to 12-year-olds. See Council Events page for details. Wednesday the 30th, the Toowoomba Chamber of Commerce hosts the State Election Candidate Debate, 5.30pm at The Oaks. And Canvas Coworking starts their Visiting Entrepreneur Evening again after an enforced COVID break from 5.30pm at 625 Ruffland Street. Friday the 2nd of October, the Toowoomba Hospital Foundation, in conjunction with Suncorp and RACQ, have organised the Great Western Road Trip. Friday the 2nd of October till Monday the 5th of October, a four-day guided road trip supporting rural mental health. If you would like to get on board, see the events page on Toowoomba Hospital Foundation. .org.au. Saturday the 3rd, Cobb & Co are holding their popular three-day blacksmithing project workshop. Saturday the 3rd to Monday the 5th, 7am till 4pm daily. Sipping Sisters Gala Ball is on the 3rd of October at Birkenwills Hotel. So get frocked up and support the Breast Cancer Network Australia. Please support our local markets. Saturday, the Toowoomba's Farmers Markets are on from 8am under the windmill at Cobb Co Museum. And on Sunday, the Toowoomba PCYC Markets at the PCYC Toowoomba from 6am. Well, that's it again for another week. Thanks again to our local supporters, Recognition Plus. Find them at recognitionplus.com.au for all your promotional needs. Tell your friends about us and help us out by subscribing to the podcast. See you around, Toowoomba.